number 30, the Illini are on the road for the first time this season. They'll hit Marquette to take on Shaka Smart's crew on Monday evening. The game, part of the Gavit tip-off games where the Big East and the Big Ten go head-to-head. Um, Marquette's also 2-0. It's a 6 p.m. tip on Fox Sports 1, FS1, if you're interested in watching. Um it's going to be obviously first road test, Mike. It's uh, it's going to be a test for the Illini. Yeah, I think you're looking at playing a big a Big East team on the road, uh, a new coach, so it makes it a little bit more interesting as to what Marquette's going to come with. Uh, should be it should be something that will show if the Illini are ready to play in front of a crowd that's not nearly as friendly as what they see at the State Farm Center. Yeah, hey, to to that to wit, um, this is the Illinois' first road game in front of a non-reduced capacity crowd. I don't know. I mean, you know, first in a packed house since March fifth of twenty twenty when they went to Ohio State. Um, so it, it's been a while. Wow. So like, you know, they're two and other one, a couple of blow off blowout wins over Jackson State, Arkansas State. Um, and, and this is, they're going to play for this. They're going to be home for a while. I mean, maybe for practice, but as far as games, they have this one. Then they then they play two games in Kansas city, uh, before they come home. So they're going to be about two weeks between uh, home games. So Illinois is, uh, you know, they're off to a good start. You got to be impressed with what they've done so far, Mike. I, I, I really like the fact that they've been able to handle these games. Of course, this is the third game of the, um, no Kofi era so they'll be the end of the free kofi chance yep. from the illini nation so but I, i've been impressed with what they've done without kofi coburn who is potentially a who is a first team all-american preseason and a potential national player of the year to do what they've done dominant fashion two consecutive games is definitely impressive yeah it, it has the last uh game against arkansas state was particularly dominant when you win by 39 you don't shoot well from the th- the three point line, uh, and and we've seen a coming out party for Coleman Hawkins, but you know uh, Bosman's Verdonk is playing well. Um, obviously, you see Trent uh, coming back into play, Demonte coming back off of injury, Curbelo. So it's it's a kind of an exciting time to see these guys starting to get those to get their uh, sea legs underneath them, so to speak. And they've really impressed. It's obviously against lesser competition, but unlike uh, previous eras, the gross era, when, you know, you would have these close games against teams that it wasn't supposed to be close, um, those days seem to be gone. And there would have been some excuses why it would have been, quote, okay due to injuries and suspension, and they don't need them. Yep. No question. By the way, if Coleman Hawkins continues on his current path of setting a career high every game in every category, that, that's a good start. So, you know, he went from 13 and 8 to 17 and 12 with four blocks and four assists, all career highs. So if he just keeps doing that, 18 and 13 and 5 and 5 every game, by the end of the year, he'll be really good. I mean, he'll, he'll be setting all kinds of records. Just keep getting yeah. one better every game. That's all you got to do. That seems to be fair. That's easy. That's easy. Trent Frazier also 18th on the Illini scoring <laughs> list now, passing Frank Williams. So he is uh, he's up there. So that's a you know the very impressed to see what Trent's done. You know his fifth year here. So the the question you always run into is you know what about this game? You know we're breaking down these two teams. Pretty clear that Illinois is the favorite. Um, I I would say they're probably around somewhere around 
Uh, this is a game that they should win by somewhere around 8 to 10, 8 to 12 points, even with Kofi out. Um, I think it's a game that they could dominate if they have Kofi. Um, but, you know, it doesn't always work this way. But what are your – do you have any concerns about the Marquette the, – the way Marquette plays or what Marquette does that might give Illinois some trouble? Uh, I think it would be interesting to see how, how good Marcel is on the defensive end of the court. He's He's been a tough defender, obviously. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I had to think about when you brought up uh, Frank Williams getting passed up by, uh, you know, getting passed up by Frazier, do you think Frank thought his son would be out there on the floor when that happened? <laughs> That's just a fantastic uh, story when you think good. about it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm not concerned about, I'm not really concerned about uh, Marquette. Other than the fact that you're on the road, you know you're going to get you're going to get some calls against you, and you're going to have to deal with the fans. And um, but this team, like you said, this team should go out, take care of business, and um, you know I I just I just think right they're the better team. Yeah, the one thing. So if you're looking at tendencies for Marquette, the, the one things I would point out is Marquette. One thing Marquette likes to play fast. They want to get up and down. They have uh, their possessions tend to be really short on offense. They like to get it and go. Um, Illinois also likes to get it and go. Marquette, I think the one concern I have is there. Marquette has been very good thus far at getting to the free throw line. Now, I, uh, lesser competition. So is Illinois. Don't get me wrong. Illinois has also got to the line a lot. But this is a uh, Marquette. You know, you talk about all these guys. I mean. You know, multiple guys who are drawing more than, you know, Morsell and Justin Lewis, the freshman, and uh, the Cola kid drawing multiple six fouls a game. Now, Illinois has their own guys doing the same thing. Don't get me wrong. But I, I, I hate to see Illinois have go into foul trouble. And even though I like their depth, you don't want to have the, the fouls deciding who you play as opposed to the coach. And, and so that's that's my concern, one thing. The other thing is Marquette is they're going to play, you know, they play, they're going to be free and easy. I mean, they can play loose and go. The, the thing that I say, I don't know that they shoot it well enough to beat Illinois very often. Now that doesn't mean you can't have a game when, you know, you shoot it well, like Illinois, you know, they haven't shot it very well, but here's the thing. Marquette is shooting 26% from three as a team through two games. This is not a great shooting team. This is not a team that's going to light it up uh, from behind the arc. So, I think when you try and see upsets, usually it's because of three-point shooting. Now, I, I will say Marquette will guard. Uh, that's a Shaka Smart staple. They're going to get after. They're going to pressure. But they also foul a lot. So when you look yeah. at that aspect of it, that's one thing Illinois hasn't done too much. They got in a little foul trouble the other night at the couple positions, but overall haven't been bad with the fouls. And so you've got a situation where if, if Illinois can get to the line and get into that Marquette bench, um, I don't think Marquette can hang with Illinois from that standpoint. Now, I'm not sure they can hang with Illinois anyway. They're young. I mean, a lot of young guys, <laughs> as only in their yep. second year on campus. Marcel obviously being the the aberration, uh, the old guy, the old guard, um, known for yep. being a tremendous defender, as you mentioned. So I think that's going to be fun. So I think Illinois, the one thing I like to see Illinois do is just make those good decisions with the turnovers. Don't get crazy with those um, – if they don't turn the ball over, leading to um, picks, you know, pick twos, pick sixes, whatever you're going to call it, um, the live ball turnovers are always a killer. If they can limit those, 
and uh, you know, just have a decent shooting night. I think uh, they're going to be able to handle because Illinois right now on Pomeroy is the number one ranked team in defensive efficiency. So that's good. I mean, that means you're number one, even on, you know, you even go on T rank and they're noted as number three. So you've got a team that can guard. These guys will play good defense. Um, they, 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 teams do not shoot the ball well against them overall. And they've really locked up both Jackson State and Arkansas State. So I think that's where you're looking at this Marquette game. Does Marquette have any other option other than to try to press, uh, press and, and potentially, you know, play as, as aggressive as they can out on the wings? What, what other options do they, do they come into this? I, I just think they have to get turnovers or they're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, when you look at them, I mean, obviously they're they're a team. They're going to have to. I think for them to win, they're going to have to really attack the basket. Um, that'll loosen the Illinois defense. I, they have to attack both ends of the floor. They're going to have to be aggressive, and you know, Shaka likes to play that way. So that's not you know not going to be crazy sh- st- shocking. But the other problem you have is you know you want to play up and down tempo. I don't know that they have a ton of you know experienced or you know quality depth either. Um, and when you're only playing like seven, eight guys, um, you know, and you're trying to get up and down, it, it makes it hard. I mean, everyone wants to play fast, but you better have subs then. You better have some depth um, that can play if you're going to get up and down. And, and I think that's where they want to. I, I don't know that their bigs, though, are that, you know, going to change ends in a crazy fashion. Illinois can keep up with them, with their bigs. And, and you know they can keep up with their guards. So I think it's going to take – Wisconsin, or, uh, sorry, Marquette just having one of those, uh, you know, crazy outings where they just light it up and, and go kind of, you know, wild from the field doing things that you don't expect them to do. And I think that's really the, the only way that they are going to be able to win this game. Yeah. And, and I, I just don't see, like, I, I don't know if they have any, you know, trying to keep up with Coleman Hawkins, you know, uh, or Omar Payne up and down the court. That's not easy for anybody. Um, I do, I do think Justin Lewis is kind of cut from the same cloth as McKinnis from uh, Jackson state. You know, the guy's powerfully built and, and he busts his butt, you know, going after the boards. But I, I think ultimately, you know, it, it looks like Marcel and Lewis, um, you know, two, two tough players, but they're going to be going up against a full roster at Illinois. Um, I think Illinois should be able to wear them down. Yeah, it's a weird – you realize – I didn't realize this. I, You know, you always look at, oh, we're playing Marquette. Marquette's just up the road, you know, just a few hours up, four hours or whatever from Champaign. They haven't played since 1993. The last time they played was December of 1993. Marquette won that one. So they're on a winning streak, I guess. So it's the first time yeah, well, Underwood's ever faced Marquette. Illinois leads an all-time series like uh, 9, to, 9 to 5 and 4 to 3 in, in – uh, in Milwaukee, but man, I'm, I was shocked they hadn't played. I mean, that's just 28 years since they played the last time. That's a while for a team that close. Probably 50, 50. If Larry saw that game, um, never know, <laughs> but the, uh, the interesting, the other interesting thing is, is coach Underwood and his presser today talked about he and uh, coach smart have some history of each other in the NCAA. And obviously, um, you know, down in the in the Big Twelve, um, and and even some crossover at Texas and Stephen F. Austin. So, I didn't realize that these two had kind of that type of relationship. So that was kind of cool that Coach kind of 
peeled back the onion there. And uh, so, you know, this will be a time that uh, uh, I'm sure both these guys want to win and, and Lord help the guy who's got to be on the other side from coach Underwood. If you don't have the tools to compete against his teams. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think shock is going to do a good job. I would say, I think he'll do a good job there, but I will say, I think you're right. I think it's uh man, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, uh to do this. So, you know, of course they go back, if you go back to 2014, you know, that was the game when uh, in overtime, Stephen F. Austin is the uh, 12 seed, beat five seeded VCU. Yep. So that was under with Thomas Walkup, Trey Pinckney, 40 minutes against the uh, 40 minutes of hell from VCU or whatever they wanted to call it. What'd they call it? What'd yep. they call it back then? What, what did Shaka call that it? That was the 40 minutes of hell. I thought that was Nolan Richardson. What yeah, Shaka, it was the 40 minutes of hell. Name. Was it? I thought there was something else. Like, But yeah, same principle though. Um, yeah, they played 40 minutes out of 45 with overtime, walk up and Trey Pickney, Jacob Parker. Man, those guys back in the day. Those were some those were some guys. Of course, uh, you know, that was when uh kind of when Brad Underwood became uh known to people was his time at Stephen F. Austin when he won, you know, winning that game and kind of got him on the radar. And of course, Illinois is gonna, I guess, reap the benefits now of <laughs> him winning those games because that's a positive because that means that, uh, you know, he ended up at Illinois, uh, down the road. Um, so yeah, havoc. That was a, that's a wild havoc. game. Havoc. It was havoc. his havoc. Havoc. Defense. That was it. Havoc. You know, what's funny about yep. that, you know, the Stephen F. Austin game, and I know it's not in state and different things like that, but I, it was a lot like the Loyola game for Illinois for VCU in the sense that Stephen F. Austin was a really bad matchup for VCU that year. You know, I mean, they were a team yep. that didn't turn the ball over, uh, they played, you know, they played totally different than Illinois plays now. So slow pace. Um, they they would just, you know, they, you know, it was just a different. They forced some turnovers, and Shaka's team was a little bit point guard bereft. And uh, you know, Underwood just had a style that was not good for what they to play against Basie. I mean, it wasn't good for Shaka to face. And uh, and they're probably a little underseated at that point. They were what thirty and thirty one and two. Um, they had lost to Texas early in the year. And then um, lost once on November 23rd and November 15th and hadn't lost. They'd won like, uh, at that point, like 29 in a row. Or going in, 28 in a row going to that game. So that's a tough draw. You know what I mean? That's a tough draw. So, yeah. And, you know, so that's a, but that's Brad Underwood. I mean, you know, that's why Brad Underwood ended up at Illinois, uh, you know, later on. So, yeah, that's pretty fun. Uh, good history right there. Good history out there. Yeah, I, I like it when there's a little bit of color behind, you know, a little bit of story behind the story to make it a little more entertaining. Because like you said, the two these two programs haven't played much. It seems like it would be kind of a natural, you know, regional rivalry, you know, to strike up. But of course, it's been a long time since Al McGuire was walking on the sidelines of uh, Marquette winning national titles. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was a kid back then. I remember, I mean, you know, I loved, you know, Butch Lee and those guys. Was it Glenn? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, I mean those guys were—they're were fun, fun to watch, you know. So, yeah, it was—it's uh, pretty interesting. So we go back. Let's see. They what they split? Shaka and Brad split in 2017 when they played, and then Brad won the one time um, back in uh, the NCAA tournament in 2014. Yep. So we'll give. Uh, no, so Underwood has the edge. Hopefully, he still has the edge. Yes. After, uh, the next one. So it's pretty good. So let's hope so. What's your so Mike? Just kind of we'll wrap up here. What's your prediction on the uh, Illini game Monday night? I think the defense that that both teams play will will 
will be a factor. I think they're both kind of stepping up to a little bit talent level that they neither has seen before, at least not in other than practice. Um, I'm thinking Illinois may win this one. Yeah, 75 to 60, something along. I know that's a little bit nice for the the road, but I just I just don't see uh, Marquette having the weapons necessary to keep pace. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I may even go a little bit crazier because I don't think unless it becomes a foul fest where Illinois just can't stay out of foul trouble, I think that's the only way that I see Marquette hanging around in this one is getting to the line, forcing getting Illinois in yeah. foul trouble, getting those young guys on the court uh, more later, you know, on the road. Because Illinois doesn't have that. They don't have the easy guy, you know, where you just throw it up and the seven-foot guy throws it down. You know, you don't have that easy basket when you need it. But I, I do think Illinois, if things go as they expect, I think you're looking at a 78, I'm going 78-65, 78-65, 78-66 type game. I just feel like Illinois' defense is really, really underrated by some people. I mean, and they're, they're one in efficiency in Ken Pop. So obviously that's not underrated, but – I don't think people realize how good, just how good they can be defensively. They are so, you know, people watch and say, you know, Frazier, Curbelo has really improved his defense over in the offseason. Jacob Grandison has improved his defense. Coleman Hawkins is so long. Omar Payne, long, you know, can, and Benjamin Bossman Sardonk has played great as well, you know, doing that. And of course, we know Trent DeMonte just locked people up. That's what they do. So, yeah. This is yeah. a team so so deep on the defensive end as well, and I I just really like their defense. I feel like that they're going to have a hard time, you know, unless somebody just gets hot. And Marquette is not a great three point shooting team, so unless somebody gets crazy hot from three or it becomes a foul fest, I, I like Illinois to hang on and win this one. How's uh How's Curbelo feeling on his shot? He hasn't unveiled too much of his his you know new and improved outside shot. Is that something we could see a little? uh tomorrow night well he doesn't lack confidence mike I i'm telling you right now <laughs> yep, yep. He, he he is not bereft of confidence there are some guys who you say well he just lost confidence in his shot that is not the case with andre carbello this year in fact I, there are a few players probably as confident as him right now he really think and you saw that i mean the shots he took he went over four from three the other night but what i liked is that yep. none of those shots if anything he forced one that he shouldn't have shot but all three yeah. of the other shots were, were shots. That was because he's mad at the assistant coach. So he forced the forced the yeah. it worked. Whatever the assistant coach said worked. But no, he, he missed three <laughs> that were in rhythm that he took because he was open. And they went in and out. They were all clean looks, good release, didn't have as much head movement, didn't wasn't kicking his feet, took good looks. I think that if you repeat that game after game, we're gonna start seeing that percentage go up. Um to the point where he, you know, he, he becomes a, a threat on the offensive end. Good, good. Cause that was the one question I had just, just so far, um, you know, as to that. And of course, um, I, again, this team looks like they're ready to go. And, and, you know, when you talk about number one and number three defensive efficiency and Kofi hasn't even played yet. I mean, it's like, Holy cow. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. The other thing we haven't even talked about, we didn't even mention Austin Hutcherson uh, potentially playing in his first game. He's actually got some workouts in, uh, did the pregame on Friday, got to do some shooting there. I don't know if he's – I don't necessarily expect him to play, but it's possible he can get a few minutes. I do think next next week when they go to Kansas City, he's going to be in the rotation, um, which is another 
you know, big piece to this, this, uh, this roster and a guy who's at, you know, we saw him in that exhibition, the first exhibition, how, how good he looked, um, shooting the ball, slashing just as a defender and just his athletic ability. So yeah, that's another piece that could be added in the near future. Oh, I'm a huge Hutcherson fan that I, I really hope, you know, cause a good kid, uh, got great parents and you really hope he gets a chance to feel good and go out and play. And I see what's going on with, you know, Bosman's Verdonk. He's out there and all of a sudden he's moving around like he hasn't been able to. And I'm just hoping that Hutchinson gets to that same place because he's got a lot that he can offer this team. And and you want to see these kids who work this hard get a chance to go out and compete and not be in pain or or be in a way that they're impeded. And if he's if he is feeling good, um, God help the other team because <laughs> he is an impressive player when he gets out there as well. No question. No question. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. We've got um, you can get all kinds of coverage on AlinaGuys.com. You can find pregame, postgame stories, wrap ups, my takeaways, Mike's heat checks and hail marys, all all kinds of stuff on the uh, on the AlinaGuys.com website. We'll have a postgame podcast on I and the Illini, uh wrapping it up as well. Just a little bit of everything for you like to listen to podcasts. We got that. You like to read stories. We've got that. You want to get on the message boards and find out who the next Illinois commit is going to be. We've got that. So lots of great information on IlliniGuys.com for you to for you to check out. Um, so Monday night in Milwaukee, Illinois at Marquette, 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Make sure to check it out. It's 30 for 30. Thanks for listening.